Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. And our lives, they fly by, but I don't think any of those sports bettors are complaining one iota. A ton of pigskin betting content, they call it in the biz, the content. It's coming your way over the next hour. Welcome in to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Before 9 o'clock, we will hear from John Murray. John Murray coming up in a few moments, actually. He's at the Westgate Superbook out in Las Vegas. He'll tell us about the sharp action and keeping up with critical news regarding college football. Colin Wilson from the Action Network shares his picks in week number two and college football. So will I. We're going to go back and forth. Ken Barkley, co-host of You Better You Bet on Radio.com Sports, will drop by. He has his top NFL selections. And Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, he had a 13-1 last week. He gave that to you guys for free. He has more picks for today. Want to start with some sports betting news. Governor Pritzker's executive order, which suspended in-person registration at sports books, was set to expire today. But I got word uh, late yesterday afternoon that that order was extended, then became official around 5 o'clock. If you're worried about that expiring today and you don't have all the apps, you're not registered everywhere, you're okay. That has been extended through at least October 17th, so the governor makes the right call there. Since we spoke at this time last week, we have two new mobile sports books in the state. Last Saturday, uh, just an hour after the show, PointsBet launched, and that was really cool because yours truly got to make the first PointsBet wager, and I took the White Sox to win the World Series at 14-1. to just a bit of a sweat. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch every playoff game. And, of course, they clinched their spot this week. William Hill was already open, but now they've gone mobile. They, frankly, have a little work to do. The day of the launch, they sent out a press release that said they were doing a $300 match. 
You deposit 300, they're going to match that. Bet Rivers did something similar. Then the next day, they sent out a press release that said they're doing a $300 risk free bet. So, some miscommunication there. It's a really bad look from the jump. And then they also had a Sox Indians promotion for an upcoming game. And if you're on the Sox side, you got a bonus for every home run hit by Rizzo or Baez. And they don't play on the White Sox, so uh, they need to clear some things up, but I'm sure uh, they'll do just fine. MLB win totals in town. One has been settled, one not, but uh, but I think we know which way it's going to go. The White Sox over 31.5 wins was clinched on Tuesday. It went over with 12 games left in the season. In other words, 20% of the regular season remaining. Cubs number 32.5, officially undecided, but that should go over during the last week. NFL action here, Bears and Giants. The Bears most of the week have been sitting as 5.5-point favorites, and my gut reaction when I see this spread is that the Bears have no business being nearly touchdown favorites over anyone right now, especially after what we saw out of that team for three quarters against a very poor defense. As far as I'm concerned, the Giants had a tougher test on Monday night uh, with a better defense in the Steelers. Saquon Barkley limited to only six rushing yards. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of that. I can't wait to see what they place that prop at. That'll be fascinating. Uh, Last week, we gave you the Stafford over on passing attempts. Uh, That was able to hit. And the one I really like is you got to look at Allen Robinson here. Last year against the Giants, six receptions on 10 targets, 131 yards, and a score. The defense of the G-Men really struggles against the slot. So I expect Matt Nagy to use A-Rob out of the slot plenty. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on Monday, he got into the end zone twice against the Giants. I think A-Rob has another big game. Look at the receptions, the yards and what the prop is to get a touchdown, because I'm going to like a lot of them. If I had to go with a side, I'd go Giants plus 5.5. I'd really be surprised if it closes there. It wouldn't shock me if this number actually drops by the time we get to Sunday at noon. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. And what I want to do on a regular basis every Saturday with this show is if I get great information on BetSweats, the Radio.com sports show I do daily, 9 to 11 a.m. live on the Radio.com app, radio.com slash BetSweats. But more importantly, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because it gets posted around noon every single day, bite-sized chunks. So the interviews you want to listen to, check those out. Stuff you want to take a pass on, you don't have to. But make sure you're subscribed to the the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Radio.com. Again, the name is BetSweats, myself and NFL analyst Ross Tucker. And one of our guests this week uh, from the Superbook out in Las Vegas, John Murray, shares a sharp action, but this portion of the conversation starts with college football. Okay, Big Ten is returning with the Pac-12 on the sideline. Does that mean we're going to see a Big Ten team in the college football playoff? It's hard to imagine the Big Ten not getting a team into the college football playoff, I, I don't, especially without the Pac-12. I, I don't know how that can happen. I don't see how it's not going to be Clemson and the winners of the Pac-12. I'm sorry, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the SEC. Uh, I think it's hard to get away from that. I don't see what else could happen this season. I guess if the Big 12 really faltered, you could get two SEC teams into the playoff. But 
And really, Oklahoma doesn't seem to do anything when they get in there. They're kind of holding a spot that maybe should be going to a second SEC team every year or a second Big Ten team. But I think you're going to see the winner of each of those four conferences make up the college football playoff. So I'm curious. Talk to me about, I guess, risk management, both in terms of every week of college football when, like, COVID news comes out. But even Mm -hmm. now with, like, the Big Ten thing and – some of these guys are opting back in. They are going to play this year, like the the first-round pick guard, Wyatt Davis for Ohio State. Um, are you guys just there with your, your hands on the trigger for any COVID news or even opt-back-in news now? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's no question. Everybody's got their tweet deck up. You're constantly monitoring Twitter, trying to stay ahead of the betters. The betters are also on Twitter trying to get that information before you have it so that they can beat you to the number. You've got to be very, very diligent. I, I always draw this analogy, though, guys. It, we've been doing this for years in the NBA. I mean, going back to when I first got into this business, star NBA players just sit out games for no reason all the time. And we've got to stay on top of that and know about that and be ready to adjust our numbers when that happens. It's like that on steroids this year, though, with college football. You never know if there might be 20 players taken out of a game because of COVID testing. You've got to really, really be monitoring it very, very carefully, be paying attention even more so than we ever have. And we're learning as we go. You know, we've never dealt with anything like this either. To be sitting here and talking about if we should turn college football futures back on because we don't know if the Pac-12 is going to play or not is an absolutely ridiculous conversation to have. But that's the kind of stuff we're talking about this year. Uh, What about sharp action for both NFL and college? Anything notable? Yeah, we saw a guy that I really respect. He took Navy plus seven and a half. They're on the road against Tulane. That game's early Saturday. Kind of makes sense. You know, Navy, uh, we'll say, struggled against BYU on Labor Day. Maybe look for them to bounce back here. And then we saw a sharp group laid the Seahawks minus three and a half. That's the Sunday night NFL game against the Patriots. We moved that number up to four. I saw Belichick effusive praise for Russell Wilson. I don't disagree with him, by the way. Sharp guys look like they're on the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football and Navy early Saturday college football. Not as much sharp action in college football this year as there normally would be, guys. I think the betters might be a little tentative as well about betting on a game on Monday or Tuesday, knowing that there might be a COVID outbreak later in the week. How and when do you determine that somebody's sharp? And then what do you do once you know it's a sharp group or someone you respect? How do you kind of limit limit what you give them? How does that process work? Well, the best way to determine a player is sharp is actually to not look at his win-loss number. It's to look at how he does against the closing line. So if every time or almost every time this guy bets against us, his number beats the – the number he bet the game at beats the closing line, that guy's a sharp guy. That guy's probably going to beat us in the long term, and we'll start limiting his bets. We don't kick anybody out for winning, but we will limit their action, limit how much risk we'll take from them. We'll move the number after that person, that group bets – and then we'll try to write money on the other side to position our book to win when that person wins. That's generally how we do it in every sport. Now, there's not as many sharp guys in the NFL. The NFL is a very, very hard market to beat. But we do see groups in college football that consistently beat us and have been beating us for years. Uh, John, so you got the NFL, college football, and in a couple of weeks you're really going to have college football in full gear, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. There's a golf major. We've got the Masters coming up in a couple of yeah. months. We know NFL's the king, and they're getting the most action right now. But but how's the order go with the uh, other sports? 
you know, I think the sport that's kind of getting, it's kind of lagging behind is baseball guys. We've never had a, a, an August, a September baseball that's been going up against NBA and NHL playoff betting. Uh, and baseball has kind of fallen behind there. The handle on the NBA has been great. Uh, unfortunately for us, the Lakers are a huge liability for our book. And now that the Clippers are out, it looks like the sea has parted for the Lakers. But we're taking a lot of money in the Eastern Conference Finals, too. That's the Westgate Superbook's John Murray with us on Bet Sweats this week. Radio.com Sports. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Radio.com. Coming up next, I check in with the Action Network's Colin Wilson. Get his best bets in the NFL and on the college gridiron next. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast early odds with joe ostrowski sports radio 670 the score we bring in colin wilson senior writer from the action network and Colin, we'll get to the entire Week 2 card in the NFL. Uh, I want to get some thoughts on college football, some excitement in the area earlier on in the week because we find out we will have a Big Ten season, an eight-game conference season. And Colin is on Twitter, at underscore Colin, the numeral one. But unlike most of your interviews, this time of the year, I want to start with some baseball because I know you did a huge <laughs> – Right up when it was really cold here in Chicago about how much you love the White Sox. And that was before they started uh, getting wild and spending some dollars in free agency. Uh, earlier this week, the White Sox go over 31 and a half wins on Tuesday. That was with 20% of the regular season to go. They fly, right. uh, they fly over. They were the public team this offseason. And right now they have the best record in the American League. So how do you feel about all your Sox tickets? 
I, I feel absolutely wonderful about my Sox tickets. And I mean, you look at their schedule when they, you know, you're going to face the Royals how many different times, you're going to face Detroit how many different times. And then when you look at the NL Central about some of the teams are playing like the Pirates. And I mean, it, the win total was pretty easy, but the fact that I was able to get 75 to one, which feels like eons ago, pre-pandemic in January, was able to get 75 to one at Caesars on the White Sox. This is my biggest wager going into the postseason. And I wasn't happy with the stadiums that were announced for the bubbles because they are pitchers' parks. Uh, I, I love the White Sox. What they've done to left-handed pitching is historic. But, you know, here we go. I, I'll take a 75-1 to at the playoffs, and, and hopefully we can get the best of the Yankees because they seem to be the strongest team. I'll be sweating every game with you, but for the first mm-hmm. se- series, this is what it's shaping up like. Would you prefer the Indians or the Blue Jays? That's a really good question. I would probably take the Blue Jays. There are ways to get the Blue Jays out. Uh, you know, they, they dominate some pitching. Some You know, their home park factors in Buffalo have helped them out a little bit. Uh, they are a very young team. They do not have the bullpen or the starting pitching depth, I think, to make the long run in the playoffs. My bet on the Blue Jays was for them to contend in AL East. I mean, this is a really short season, and they're not that many far games off, so – I love the Blue Jays to at least make the playoff. They are a, a rising team as far as prospects and what the general manager wanted to do. But they don't have the pitching to get through some of these ball clubs, especially the White Sox. So I would prefer a no-sweat Blue Jays uh, first series. And we're hoping for a fun October here because we know the White Sox will be in. And then, oh, yeah, the Cubs are in too. They may be a bit of a fraud. <laughs> they don't have that much pitching, but they're going to have one of the better records in the National League. So uh, we're hoping for a fun October here in Chicago. Now let's get to the football, Colin. Week two in the NFL. If I were to let you go anywhere on the board, uh, where would you go? Favorite side or total? Yeah, crazy enough, I think I'm going to go with New England. I think I'm going to take New England plus four. Uh, I know I've gotten down on the Eagles. I have some volume down on the Eagles, but I think I'm going to double what I have down on them, which right now I'm looking at the lines. They're, they're minus one. They were plus one and a half yesterday, which is when I got into this. I think they're going to have some health concerns that are alleviated with the, uh, their status. I think that's, it looks like Philadelphia is going to have all hands on deck. They're all going to be healthy. I do love the Eagles against Rams, but I think I'm going to spend about twice as much uh, on Cam Newton and the Patriots. I just love this offensive system they built. They're running a lot of 12, they're running a lot of 13. Let's get some blockers out there uh, for Cam Newton to, to just confuse the hell out of defenses. We're going to load left, load right, run Cam the other way. Uh, Belichick, Josh McDaniels, the system works. Put the quarterback in. We'll figure out what you're best at. And for me – they know how to defend Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle is all about – they've been living for a decade on busted plays and, and third, the third and 12s that just get out of hand. Cam Newton and that offense and the, and the scheme that they had last weekend to tailor to Cam's needs, I think New England plus four is going to be my biggest bet of the weekend. You make me feel good because that's one of my three best bets of the weekend. I love New England plus four, giving Bill Belichick – Uh, that many points. We're just not used to it. I can't wait to see what New England unveils. Obviously, it looks like they're going to be more of a run-heavy team. A little dicey going against Russell Wilson in prime time. We know what he's done in his career. And then let's hear it for the hundredth time this week. Oh, they're going to let Russ cook. See, they did it in game one. Are they really going to do it at the end of the year? Uh, Do you trust Pete Carroll to continue uh, this offensive philosophy this season? instead of establishing the run early on? 
Now, Pete's a gambler, and Pete changes things up. If you look at their offensive formations, I mean, they they switch in and out of different things that they want to do. Uh, you know, so I, I think he's going to do what he thinks is best for the team. Really, it's uh, if you could contain Russell Wilson, you could beat the Seahawks, no question. Uh, so I think if you know the Patriots' defense locks in and puts a spy, uh, whatever formation they're going to run, uh, Belichick is you know a defensive mind in the first place, but. He, he knows how to defend Russell Wilson, and I expect that too, that experience to overtake on Sunday Night Football. With Colin Wilson, the Action Network at underscore Colin, numeral one. This is Early Outs with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670, the score. How about your second favorite pick on Sunday or even Monday? So, yeah, I, I mentioned the Eagles before, but that's not my second favorite team. My second favorite team is actually Detroit. Uh, Detroit is catching six, six and a half, depending on where you shop against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers didn't play any defense against Minnesota whatsoever. Minnesota was able to get some passes against that secondary. I think the number was a little bit inflated due to the fact that Detroit choked in the fourth quarter against the <laughs> Bears, gave up 21 points in really embarrassing fashion, still had a chance to win the game, and DeAndre Swift drops the ball. So I think, you know, if you look at a buy low, sell high, People are going to look at that Packers point, that, that, that Packers final score and want to buy on them. And they're going to look at Detroit losing the game uh, in the fashion that they did against the Bears. And they're not going to want to put any money on Detroit. But Detroit, you know, is a competitive team. And the spread should not be six, six and a half. This should more, more be around three and a half, three. Uh, so, you know, I'm betting, I'm betting the lines accordingly. These two teams typically have very tight games. Uh, you can go back to any of the last few years here between the Lions and the Packers, and you're right, it should have been a Lions victory against the Bears. How worried are you about the injury report? Uh, Kenny Golly did not play. He's not practicing this week. And then uh, right. all, all the, they're just decimated in the secondary right now. They are, and that's going to be Aaron Rodgers going to be able to throw all over that secondary. But Stafford is, you know, <laughs> Stafford's not, you know, chum here. He's not trash. He's a good quarterback. Uh, he's going to be able to – and Galladay's maybe worth a half point to the spread. Not really uh, effective of that. I mean, if Stafford was injured, that would be a different story. But, uh, you know, I don't think that the injuries that the Lions have have that much effect on the point spread. Uh, I think we'll see probably some steam on Green Bay when we wake up on Sunday morning. All right, I'm going to go with a, in a game involving another NFC North team. How about the Vikings visiting the Colts? Indianapolis is favored by three. Uh, Colin, I am fading Minnesota for now at any opportunity that I get. Look at them against Green Bay last week. Uh, they couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers through the air. They couldn't stop the run either. 522 yards of offense for the Packers against uh, what looks to be a very poor Vikings D with all of the changes that they've made. Everyone was shocked and people kicked out of survivor pools everywhere. Uh, with the Jaguars taking down the Colts last week, Minshew 19 of 20, just the efficiency. But the one real shocking thing about that game is the Colts didn't punt and they only scored 20 points and they still lost. Yeah. So if they put up 6.4 yards per play once again, 445 yards of offense, if they're close to that again, they're going to win and I think they're going to cover against Minnesota. And that's the thing. They had a real problem with finishing drives. Finishing drives is a stat where how many points did you convert past the 40-yard line? And that was the Colts' biggest issue. And if you look at Minnesota, like I said, I mean, Green Bay tore them up, tore the secondary up. Phillip Rivers is going to be able to do the same. I love all the Phillip Rivers haters coming out <laughs> this week saying he's washed up, he can't do it. I mean, he's, he's captain checkdown, right? And so 
I, I listen, I love Indianapolis this week. I love Indianapolis. Everybody loved Indianapolis before the season started. Everybody was on their over to win their division, uh, to contend in the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor is going to win rookie of the year. Listen, they're not washed up trash. And I think that shows because some of the sharper shops you see, Minnesota's taking in 77% of the money, uh, you know, 66% of the TIG account. Yet that line is moving off of Indianapolis from minus three to minus three and a half. I mean, it tells you that the big boys agree with, with what I think is that Phil Burr has just had a bad week. And once they figure out finishing drives and converting scoring opportunities into points, this Colts offense is going to be just fine. Colin, before we get to college football, did you have a third cider total you like in the NFL? Oh, it's tough. You know, I, there's, only, there's only a few games on the list that I like. Uh, but, you know, I may end up coming in on the Jags. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how they pulled it off last week. I feel it's seven and a half. That's way too many points against the Titans. The Titans are one-dimensional. It's all about stopping that one dimension, which is handing off to Derrick Henry, play action pass from Tannehill. Uh, I think seven and a half is too much. I would stop buying uh, into the Jags at seven, but if you can get the seven and a half, I think it's worth the wager. What are you hearing behind all this line movement? Because very early in the week, it was much higher, and the Jags were coming mm-hmm. off a big win. Yeah, and I think there's rumors offline about maybe – we don't know if it's COVID. We don't know if it's injuries. We don't know if it's Tannehill. We don't know if it's Derrick Henry. But something is going on that just has not been disclosed to the public yet. But there has been a lot of line movement in this game. I would try to catch it at 7.5. Okay, so uh, take Jacksonville there. But it it gets dicey if it comes down to a touchdown. In the direction it's going so far, it it could do just that. Uh, My last pick on the NFL, I'm going to lay it with – chalk not usually like this we're two of three our favorites here but i'm going to take dallas minus four against atlanta a lot of garbage time yardage and scoring for the atlanta falcons against seattle last week they had 12 points only going into that fourth quarter and you look at the box score at the very end it, it kind of looks like atlanta was in this game throughout uh, with what they were able to do with julio jones uh, ridley and gage but i just i'm looking at the spot here colin for dallas it's just a big bounce back spot and um yeah I, i'm just gonna lay it with the cowboys a deck plays well at home i i think they're just gonna run away and hide from them well for me it's a live betting game i would like to get it i would like to get the cowboys cheaper than four and a half i think you know i would like mike mccarthy to prove it to me i think the one thing that i really noticed is is that mike mccarthy wants to have a higher tempo and he stressed in an interview that he wants to throw more uh he wants to have a higher paced tempo that's why you see a total that opened at 50 go all the way up to 54 and a half. Now we know what Atlanta wants to do in the passing game, but apparently the Cowboys want to be the same kind of thing. So that's why we've seen such a huge increase in the over. Uh, I think if we see the, either the offenses stall in the first two drives, it's a good chance to get in on the over live. I think Dallas, if they go down in the game, it's a good chance to get them four and a half, kind of a stopping point. I'd rather have Dallas minus three to feel comfortable about that. But I expect a higher tempo pace game. Mark McCarthy made comments. He wants them to be faster. So, yeah, take notes of that. That's why this. That's why this total is looking like a college total. Man, yeah. Now we're up at fifty-four over at Portsmouth. Yeah. I mean, this is nuts. I we saw a lot of overs come in last week. On Thursday, it went flying over between the Bengals and Browns. It didn't officially go over till the fourth quarter, but it was evident that it was going over probably in the first half. Uh, are these totals going to get out of control if we have another week of overs? I think so, and that may create value for unders as the as the as the weather gets colder, uh, offenses go to more to a rush scheme. That's the problem is some of these teams are, are really going heavy on the pass. Like I said, 
I mean, there's this overall theory that a lot of us have that the NFL wants to be more like college, more up-tempo, more passing. Uh, NFL has always been established the rush, and you can't win a game unless you're in the red zone and you're rushing the ball. But those ideas are kind of changing. So I think as more as these totals get higher, I think that's going to create value uh, when you get, you know, two teams going up against each other that have a high rush rate. But that's definitely not the case here at the Falcons and the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, they, they want to keep it up-tempo. Uh-huh, no question. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Colin Wilson, senior writer for the Action Network on Twitter at underscore Colin numeral one. College football is your passion, Colin, mm-hmm. uh, for the audience here. How are you handling this year? I'm just looking at it as a better. Now, now I have so many options. We have a golf major going on this weekend, another golf major to go, uh, baseball every day, NBA, NHL, NFL, and then – we don't have a lot of information on college football. It feels like betting it for right. me uh, would be a big pain in the backside. How are you handling it? Uh, you know, out, outside of the betting lines, you're right. Uh, this has become uh, a full-time job into a double overtime full-time job. And the reason is because NBA players and MLB players are in a bubble and they have a union and the visibility into who's sick is reported pretty fast. And they have rapid testing. So the information is pretty immediate. We know somebody's out, they're out, right? We know it. With college, they don't have a player's union. They, they don't have anybody protecting them. Athletic directors are not protecting them. Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma said, we're going to hide all of our COVID tests because we want to keep a competitive advantage. So now the entire college football market has moved on from an analytics base to a rumor-based event, Right. If I know a quarterback's out, if I know a secondary is out, the number just flies off the handle. And when that information, you know, becomes true, what are you going to do? You're going to fly in the face of that and take a team that's dealing with COVID? Like Florida Atlantic and Tulsa dealing with heavy COVID, Florida Atlantic just canceled the game this week, right? Mm -hmm. So college football has become the wild, wild west. I say this all the time because I'm in Vegas. There's a casino called Wild Wild West. It's a crazy place to visit. Uh, it is the wild, wild west of gambling right now because a COVID test that turns out positive can move a line. But this is all college football. And when the SEC starts playing next week, it's going to get even worse. With all that said, is there anything you like with this Saturday card? I, I do like Miami a ton, a, a, a lot. And I've been waiting all week to get Miami plus three. It's been sitting two and a half uh, just everywhere in the world, including points bet. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, just to cut out all the advanced analytics, we have two extremely explosive quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks, which defense is able to tackle in space, which one is going to be able to contain the busted plays on third and long, second and long. And the answer to that is Miami's defense. Manny Diaz coached defense last year, different faces, different names, but he taught them how to tackle in space. And Mikael Cunningham ended up with, negative 10 yards I know sack yards are in there his longest run was 17 yards they contained him which is the biggest thing to killing Louisville's offense they have a great offensive line they could rush the ball but keeping Cunningham from running all over the place is the key De'Aaron King for Miami boy I'm telling you the Hurricanes finally have stability they have stability in passing downs they have stability in standard downs De'Aaron King is the, the complete factor into this game as to why I'm taking Miami is because on busted plays and second and third down passing down situations, he can take off in game 20, game 30. So I expect Miami to be the ones that tackle in space better 
and I expect Derek King to have a huge day. Uh, I'm going to take Miami in this and a road trip to Louisville. Colin, this is so much more fun talking about having way too many sports to bet on and do research on <laughs> than if we're going to play and if they're going to continue the season. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're bringing on the SEC. Apparently, the Big 12s, the Big 10s coming on. Uh-huh. Uh, the Mountain West is trying to find who wants to play. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think the one nugget I'll leave with is that I would never bet a Big Ten team to win the national championship. <laughs> they have to. I, and I know I'm talking to a, like a Chicago base here. But no, that's fine. Let me. Yeah, let me be. Let me be honest. If you're going to win the Big Ten, you're going to have to win eight weeks eight, no. straight of football. You're going to have to win your championship game against the other division, and then 13 days later, you're going to play in a semifinal. You're going to have to have the maximum luck factor in injuries. You have to suffer no injuries in the trench. Your quarterback has to stay clean. Remember Justin Fields last year, for all of you Ohio State listeners, Justin Fields last year couldn't move. He's one of those agile quarterbacks in college football. He couldn't take off out of the pocket. He couldn't escape. He couldn't get away from anybody because he was banged up. And that was a normal scheduled season. You're going to have to have some injury luck. You're going to have to have a lot because you're going to end up winning your ninth game in a row, no bye weeks, and 13 days later, you're going to go to a playoff and could face what? Alabama? Clemson? Georgia? It's not a good outlook for the Big Ten from a national championship purpose. Colin Wilson, the Action Network, at underscore Colin, numeral one. Colin, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you during the MLB playoffs. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. Always a fun chat with Colin Wilson over at the Action Network. Coming up next, we speak with Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet, the guy really knows his stuff. He's a numbers guy, and we'll find out what his numbers are saying about week two in the NFL. And we'll also check in, get more winners from Hawthorne Racecourse's Jim Miller. Thank you for listening to Early Odds. You've got Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the Radio.com app. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. You can also subscribe to the podcast. And speaking of subscribing to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed to BetSweat. Please leave a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out. Uh, I do BetSweats live 9 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Radio.com app. And then the podcasts are out there a few hours later. So if you're busy throughout the day, listen uh, at your leisure. And we have killer guests, including Ken Barkley, who co-hosts You Better You Bet. He comes on our show every single week. And I asked Ken about his favorite plays for week two. Uh, not a ton this week, honestly, in terms of, you know, I'm not gonna, just going to pound the table for something. There might have been a couple things in week one where I was, I mean, Arizona, I would have pounded the table for Arizona last week. And I don't, yep. I don't feel that way about stuff that, you know, the, the way the numbers are moving is very interesting to me in a couple ways. There are two games where injuries seem to be keeping numbers where they are, as opposed to where I thought they would go. Um, and those games would be Detroit, Green Bay and New Orleans, Las Vegas. So, you know, Packers, Lions, to me is very interesting in a few different ways, right? Uh, how much does the does one positional unit injury matter in the scope of what the handicap of a game should be? Last week, I came on the show and I said, I might be an idiot. Like, I know why the number is moving against me, but I'll be very interested to see in Philly, Washington, whether Philly's offensive line issues are like, are the end-all be-all in the game, right? Is that the only thing that matters? A ton of people liked Washington last week. Philly gets out to a 17-0 lead loses and loses because that literal one unit basically determined the outcome of the game. Washington's offense was terrible. 
but their pass rush and their ability to hit Carson Wentz and force bad throws and force mistakes and just kind of get the Eagles offense off kilter, like literally decided the game. So it's like, okay, I guess I was an idiot. Maybe that one unit did decide the outcome of the game. I think I even said it on the show last week. I was like, that was totally possible. Detroit Green Bay, you look, the Lions have a lot of injuries in their secondary. Like we, we think Okuda is going to play. We don't really know. All of their other corners are basically hurt or out, and they're playing Aaron Rodgers, who everybody was kind of falling all, all over themselves to apologize to last week because we all <laughs> didn't like the Packers, and then they played really well in week one, and now it's like, oh, well, I, I guess they're just amazing. I don't know why this number is six and a half, even if the position, like, if that, even if that matters, I'm so far off here from what the numbers should be. Like, this is the Washington Philly, like, game of the week. I feel like there's going to be one of these every what should, week. What should it be? What should it be? I like? make the game two, uh, and Whoa. I I don't I and like okay I make the game two not taking into account the cluster injury and like exactly how to quantify that. So if you want to tell me this is like three three and a half Packers, no problem. Three and a half makes a ton of sense. Green Bay's a public team; they eviscerated Minnesota last week. They're going to take a ton of money. Okay, like is six and a half the right number? Again, these are these are four teams that actually didn't really like all four of them coming into the year very much. You know, I have a little bet on Detroit to win the division, but it was really just if all four are equal, like who has the longest odds basically was the thought process. And like, look at the closes last week. So, I mean, Green Bay's a dog to Minnesota all, all week, closes a one-point favorite. And Detroit closes I mean, basically two and a half, three against Chicago. Now, like we're mixing up the teams in the division and the difference is a touchdown. I don't know how we got out this far necessarily. And, you know, I think this is one of those games like, look, I, I am trusting my numbers a little bit. We haven't had one person on the show the entire week that likes Detroit whatsoever. The consistent theme of anyone talking about this game is Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for like 700 yards. They're going to win by 80. And it's like, well, OK, maybe that is one thing that could happen in the game. Uh, I just think like, what is the average outcome in the game? Is it really Green Bay by like more than a touchdown? Is that really? The so that game is interesting to me. That's one that I'll throw at you. Just that's interesting. I have a bet on Detroit. Again, I might be an idiot. That might be the I might be an idiot game of the week. And then the other game. The Monday night game is very interesting from an injury standpoint, too. Uh, open five and a half Saints. I liked the Saints a lot. I made that game closer to 10. Uh, and, you know, it's like, oh, well, that number's crazy. Well, like every game I was off on in week one, basically won, except for the Eagles. So maybe being off is a good thing for me. Michael Thomas, the injury news comes out. I immediately lose any closing line value that I was going to have. We go back to five and a half again. And now it's kind of like the same kind of question, right? How much does this one singular injury to this position group matter in the, in the outcome of the game? And I don't think there's a consensus answer on that. Just like, I don't think there's a consensus answer on how much the Lions corners matter. Uh, everybody knows about it. So they're more likely to bet one side, but I don't think we have any idea the extent that it matters. I would argue First of all, I don't think the Saints downfield passing was anything against Tampa anyway. They still scored 30 plus points. Also, they have a ton of advantages in this game. They also, Sean Payton, if I could trust anybody to game plan a one week offense, knowing that his best player was not going to play and getting getting you know his best players in position to kind of like get them in space, get them touches, even when the defense knows what's coming. It's Sean Payton. Like that's been proven over a decade. So it's not like this is like Matt Patricia trying to game plan without Kenny Galladay or, you know, some other terrible coach trying to game plan without his best player. This is Sean Payton. Like, I, I would trust him more in that situation. And because I have a number edge here, like five and a half, I do like the Saints. So, you know, there are a couple other things I like. We can go through those two. But those are two games I think are very interesting just because the, the number is where it is almost solely, I think, because of these, these injuries in these spots. Is that right or is that not? I don't think there's any consensus agreement on that. Uh, the one that jumps out to me is the Bears giving the Giants five and a half points. I don't sure. see it. I'm curious as to what your numbers showed you. 
Uh, I mean, an interesting game, right? You have, uh, you know, obviously short week travel for Giants. You know, there could be people that kind of are a little more interested in that. Maybe they built that into the number originally. I'm sitting like five in this game between four and a half and five. Five is quite possibly the least key number from one to ten that we have in the NFL. (laughs) So it's not particularly valuable to grab that number right now uh, with it being under six. Yeah, I mean, basically my rating for this, I think, is pretty spot on. I don't. Like, I'm not going to tell here, sit here and tell you, like, I love the Bears in this game. I don't know how uh, I would make that case. I don't I don't like the Bears. Mitch Trubisky for three and a half quarters in week one against Detroit. And by the way, like, what is Detroit going to be this year? Look abominable. I mean, it was just awful. And cool. Maybe there was like a switch flip that happened and that's going to lead into this game. I don't think we can make that assumption. And it's quite possible the Giants played the best defense in the NFL and got wrecked. You know, like. Did we learn anything from that? I, same thing with, I, I feel that way about Houston too, Cleveland, you know, last night. Look at how we felt about Cleveland through one week and then we watched them last night. It's like, oh, right, they can run the ball for 250 yards. Like, oh, right, they're actually not, they don't lose by 40 to every team. It's almost like you have to have the visual to remember what the team is supposed to look like. You know, I think that could be true with the Giants. Maybe the number's a little high. The problem, Ross, is like, Obviously, six is a very key number in the NFL that maybe, you know, the six was probably wrong. And, you know, to be able to grab that with New York initially, if people got that opener, I would feel better about that. But, oh, I get the five. Like, that's so awesome. So, you know, we close four and a half, four. Okay, that's probably about right to me. That was Ken Barkley with me on BetSweats, Radio.com Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score, our Saturday regular, Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, we can talk about it officially. <laughs> we, we've hinted at it for weeks and weeks and weeks. But last Saturday, PointsBet launched, uh, and eventually we'll be able to go to the PointsBet Sportsbook over at Hawthorne. Yeah, and that's the cool thing. It'll be not only at Hawthorne, but it'll be at three of our off-track wagering locations in Crestwood, Oakbrook and Prospect Heights. And it is a cool setup because you've seen a lot of other setups, Joe, that are kind of like going to a sports bar, I would say. Well, yeah, there's there's sports on and you can bet them. We're, we're doing it right. PointsBet is really doing it right. It is a sports book setup. Lots of TVs, lots of screens, lots of ways to place your wagers. Right now you can already place them online, which is a beautiful thing. But the books are going to be gorgeous, too. I've talked to a lot of our listeners that like to bet on sports and they go out to the books in Las Vegas once in a while. And they were a little disappointed to hear that it would be more like the sports bar atmosphere than actual Vegas sports books. That's what's going on throughout the country. But uh, based on what I've heard, and you can give us uh, greater detail on this, I've been hearing that what you guys are building there is going to be more like a real sports book. Yeah, and that's really what the plan is. And when the full-blown casino and sportsbook is done at Hawthorne, you're going to have a floor that is dedicated just to sports wagering. And that's what you want. You want the Vegas-style look. You want games on all over the place. The ability to have action, but not only the ability to have action, Joe, but to see the action, too. And I think that's what a lot of places are going to be lacking. You may have a game or two on, a network game, and that sports bar-type setup. And it is a nice, comfortable setup. But we really want to cater to those that are really the sports wagering player, those that want to focus on the games, get in and involved on multiple games and provide them that comfort and ability to do so all from one place, but the ability to watch all those games at the same time too. By the way, there's uh, some free money available right now over at PointsBet. You can get the Bears for Sunday's game at plus 89. I think that'll cover. They better cover that. If they don't cover that, we're going to have issues, Joe. But I'll tell you, hey, a lot of people were using that free first bet. We were talking about this before. 
on the Bears last week, and they sweated it out, but they got rewarded, uh-huh. which is a beautiful thing, too. And that's the thing also with points, but there's so many promotions that are going on each and every week. And you're offering games that are not only here in the United States, a lot of international sports, too. I have friends that bet international soccer all the time, so they're really pleased to tune into that. But that is the cool thing is there's always ongoing promotions. There's refer-a-friend promotions. Plus 89, it's free money, Joe. So that's the thing. Go in right now, get your free money, and it's a great way to get started. By the time we talk next week, uh, my promise to you is at that point, I'm going to try points betting for the first time because I have not done that. And, And it's really cool because I was looking a little bit further into points betting, and it really is kind of a stop loss setup. You set that sliding scale for whatever you want. And if things work out in your direction, you can increase those odds exponentially. You also have the risk of going in the other direction. But here's the thing. If you find a line that you really like or a game that you love, you can use the points betting aspect and increase that ability to make more money. You get a late touchdown. You get a couple late scores. Or you get a team that's just on fire and wins by a ton. Look at last week. You had the Ravens. If you loved the Ravens last week, you could have used that points betting aspect and made a ton of money off it. But that's the beauty is they offer this ability, and it's something that only points bet does. One of uh, our listeners here on The Score, they sent me a screenshot last week. They signed up for points bet last Saturday after launch, and they used the points betting on the Ravens at $48 a point. Amazing. (laughs) I'm thinking about that. It was, what, 38 nothing. 38 to 6, I think, was a Yeah, that's score. right. Yeah, yeah. It, incredible. I mean, it, yeah. But that's the beauty of it is you have that ability. And you can set your margins. You can set the scale. Say you only want, to, want it to be 10 points one way or another. That's fine. But if you want it to be 40 points one way or the other, you can do so too. And it's just the ability of what you're willing to risk. But the reward is huge. And you can put that amount on what you want for the points betting. And like you said, what was that, $48 a point? I mean, that, that's yeah. a big day right there. Uh, my recommendation, from what I've heard from people in the know that use this in New Jersey, they say you look for the high-ceiling teams. Those great teams right. like the Chiefs and the Ravens, if you're betting a side, play with those great offenses because things can go wild and then the game gets away from you. And that's what happened last week with the Ravens. I also heard, Jim, that uh, last Saturday at launch, that you guys had a big-time celebrity come in to make the first wager. The biggest of celebrities when it comes to sports wagering here in the state of Illinois. Guy by the name of Joe Ostrowski made the first wager. And I'll tell you, I think he made a wonderful wager there, Joe, because I am a Sox fan. I bet the Sox long ago, and I'm proud of you, man. I'm glad you backed the Southside baseball team. White Sox, 14-1. to Get me to the playoffs. That's all we're waiting Uh, for. Come on, Blue Jays. uh, Come on, Indians. Let's go. We're ready. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing. You don't even have to sweat out knowing you're going to be in the playoffs. Now you're in there. You want to keep one of those top seeds, keep that home field advantage early on. I'm pulling for you for sure. And uh, I'll tell you, 14 to 1 is actually a pretty nice line there for a team that was playing well when you placed that wager. How about it? As weird as it sounds, I actually think there's some value at 14 and now 12 to 1 over at PointsBet for the White Sox to win the World Series. Uh, PointsBet, not the only news going on over at Hawthorne Racecourse. How about the Night of Champions? Uh, Jim, you gave us a 13-to-1 winner for everyone last week. Yeah, it was a nice winner in the $1 million Queens Plate of Woodbine last week, a horse by the name of Mighty Heart, and the horse won by 7.5, so we didn't have to sweat that out. But at Hawthorne on Saturday night, 11 stakes races, nearly $1 million in purses, and it's really just a great night. You get all those top Illinois-bred horses, and there is a horse to look for on that card we're just going to give you one horse on the card bet this horse to win race 11 number nine fox valley exploit this horse is three to one in the morning line if you can get three to one it's worth it 
on win money. If you do want a little bit of a price, Joe, we will go back to Woodbine as well. Race seven, the one horse, say the word, is 10 to one in the morning line. This is a horse that you won't see much of early, but it'll be flying late. So, hey, let's make a little bit of money on the horses, turn it over to NFL Sunday, and have a really nice weekend. Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, best of luck tonight. Have fun, and we'll talk next Saturday. Oh, uh, you got it. Thanks, Joe. Jim Miller, Ken Barkley, Colin Wilson, John Murray, all here for you over the last hour. So much NFL, college football. It's a great time of the year. If you're looking for more of this type of sports betting content, check me out during the week, 9 to 11 a.m. live every morning on BetSweats, radio.com app for free, or please subscribe to the podcast BetSweats. It's on iTunes, Spotify, and radio.com. Inside the Clubhouse is next, right here on 670 The Score. I'm Joe Ostrowski on Twitter, at Joe0670. Best of luck, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.